Hello there, I'm Dr. Hacky Reitman, and you're listening to Exploring Different Brains. Hi, I'm Dr. Hacky Reitman. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. And today we have Harry Lau, a student at Metropolitan State University in Denver. Harry, how are you? Great. How are you? I'm good. Good to have you on here. And what are you majoring in, Harry? Uh, political science, and then I'm minoring in legal studies. And uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, have my eyes on a paralegal position right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up, so I'll get there. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, tell us the story of... Um, how you got your diagnosis of Asperger's. And, and in so doing, tell us about your journey and feeling comfortable, because we really appreciate you talking to us about this, okay? Sure. Um, tell us about your diagnosis and everything. All right, so I went to a private school in Denver from 3rd to 12th grade called Denver Academy, which focused on um, kids with learning differences um, and then after I graduated from DA, I went to a school called Colorado College, which is a small liberal arts school in Colorado Springs. Um, and I didn't do well in my first semester there. And uh, I was always a pretty good student in high school, so my dad and I um, were pretty concerned about that. And so we looked online for... Um, you know, clues as to what might have been happening. And uh, now at that point, before you got your Asperger's diagnosis, did you have any uh, like labels or anything? Like, for instance, my daughter, Rebecca, who had 23 brain tumors and seizure disorder and two major brain surgeries. When she was going to Georgia Tech, she had you know, they had labeled her as having some ADHD, some memory deficits that kind of thing. But it wasn't until after she had graduated that I accidentally learned that she had Asperger's. So when you went to this private school first, that what kind of learning disabilities did you th they think you had? So I was originally diagnosed with nonverbal learning disorder. Um, so it was sort of a social skills deficit that I was diagnosed with. Um, and then after my, um, that's, that was my diagnosis all through high school and for the first semester of college. And then after my first semester of college, um, my dad and I were sort of looking around for what might have gone wrong. And we stumbled across a diagnosis of Asperger's and it sounded like a lot of what I had been diagnosed with in the past and a lot of um, sort of new things that I thought fit me. Um, who, and, gave you, who gave you the diagnosis, Harry? So I don't actually remember. Like, was it a psychologist or a behaviorist or a, a what, like what kind of professional was it? I think it? it was a psychologist. It was someone in Houston um, that specialized in this. And um, so I got my diagnosis um, down in Houston. 
And then uh, once I was diagnosed, um, the Houston people helped me out a little bit. And then um, I went to uh, Bloomington, Indiana for a while to a program called College Internship Program. Now, what are the big differences you feel, aside from your own personal growth and development, between the school you were going to then and the school you're going to now? Right. So Indiana University Bloomington is very much a typical college town sort of experience. So you've got, you know, the beautiful campus, um, lots of dorms, uh, small downtown district with some shops and bars and restaurants. And, you know, the whole town sort of revolves around the college. Um, and the school I'm going to now is uh, sort of a commuter school in downtown Denver. Um, and I actually like it better because there are, um, I would say, fewer sort of school-related distractions. So there, you know, in a college town like Bloomington, there are always, say, parties to go to or things to do. And um, at Metro State, it's very sort of focused on everybody's going there to... You go there, you do your work, and you go home. Have a good time. Yeah. You know? How are you finding it academically now, Harry? Uh, I'm doing well. Um, I'm, going, <clears throat> I'm going part-time right now and working part-time. Now, what does it take to be a paralegal nowadays? So it's basically um, the way I liken it is sort of uh, what a nurse is to a doctor, a paralegal is to a lawyer. Oh, good so analogy. They um, they can sort of draft documents, um, do a lot of the same stuff that. Um, lawyers can do, but not the most technical aspects. Yeah. Okay. Now, while you're going to uh, um, Metropolitan State University, are you living at home or are you living on your own? I'm living on my own right now. Oh, yeah. um, do you like that? I do like it, yeah. Um, I, I lived with roommates for a long time, and I think I... I prefer living alone just because it gives me more freedom. Um, and yeah, I definitely, I like it a lot. I live in a great area of Denver, um, so I can't complain. Whereabouts is that in Denver? Uh, it's called Capitol Hill. It's near downtown. Um, and Denver is the capital of Colorado, so it's sort of near the, uh, near the capital. How do you feel about self-identification? Like, I, I know when uh, my daughter, Rebecca, she's going for her master's now in applied psychology. Um, she doesn't like to identify herself, per se, as having Asperger's. She does ask for the accommodations and everything, but doesn't really like to go out of her way to let her classmates know. And how do you feel about that? I, I take a similar tack. Um, I don't 
unless somebody really wants to know and I feel like I can sort of trust them with that information, I don't really tell people because I feel like it gives people a certain impression that is false about me. What advice could you give? Because you've been through a journey. Now, we got somebody watching this, say, who might be in high school, going to be going off to college. Uh, What advice can you give them? My main advice would be, um, in college, there are a lot of people who want you to succeed um, and can help you succeed as long as you take advantage of the resources that are there. Um, such as um, something as simple as a family and friend support structure. If you're having a tough time, you can call them, text them, talk it out. Um, Accommodations, the college itself wants to help you succeed and there are things you can um, get like a note taker or a time and a half on tests. sometimes recording of the lectures. Um, And it's easy to get these things. It's it's even easy to get them um, sort of, uh, you know, without your classmates knowing that you are getting them, if that's something you're concerned about. Um, Because I know a lot of people um, don't pursue the accommodations because of, of perceived stigma um, so it's easy to get them sort of discreetly. Um, yeah, that would be my main advice. Just, just use your support structures because very few people can do it on their own. And, uh, so it's important to. Now, do you have any aspirations to go into politics? You know, I'd love to, I don't want to run for office. Um, but I would love to work in that area if the chance ever arose. Yeah, you um, strike me as somebody who might want to be behind the scenes working yeah, on a campaign. I think that would be very interesting. Um, you know, I love my city, I love my state, and if I could play a role in uh, trying to make it better, then I would jump at the chance. When do you graduate? When are you scheduled to graduate? Scheduled to graduate next year, probably, probably December. Okay. From your point of view, do you want to go on to any graduate education or get right into the workforce? Right away, at least, I'd like to get into the workforce because I've been in school for a while, and um, I'd like to sort of get get going on things I'm passionate about. Um, instead of sort of, you know, fulfilling requirements and taking classes I have to take. I'd love to do something that I like to do for a while. Nice. What do you think, what do you think is the biggest mistake that parents like me make? I would say, um, stick with stick with your kids um, and check in on them every once in a while make sure they're doing okay um, you know of course a lot of them will just say oh I'm fine everything's fine 
um, when maybe some things aren't fine. Um, and so try to try to maybe dig a little deeper without uh, antagonizing, you know, but try to figure out what's going on, see what you can help them with, because everyone's always got something they're struggling with. Um, and parents are, I think, a vital resource to um, helping get through that. Hey, did you have any experiences growing up with bullying? You know, I, I did. Um, it wasn't, I don't think it was anything uh, horrible. Like I said, I went to a school for kids with learning disabilities. So everyone there was at least sort of like me. There were a lot of kids with ADD or ADHD or dyslexia diagnoses. Um, so that wasn't really a subject of bullying, you know, learning disabilities. Um, but, you know, I think middle school kids or elementary school kids or high school kids are going to act like... Like high school kids and middle school kids do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And... You know, that's even, it's sort of going to sound a little negative, but it's not meant to, but sort of no matter where you are in life, you're going to encounter some people like that. And it's just all about how you react and you just got to sort of shrug them off and say, uh, Go about your business. But I'm going to go go about my business and That's it. not worry about it. It's good advice. Harry, I have a chapter in the Aspertools book about the importance of having a safe place to get to. And um, would you say the colleges you've attended are safe place friendly? You know what I mean? Uh, can you expand on that a little bit? Well, yeah, it's, it's like, you know... I think we all get some anxiety uh, if we don't know that there's a place we can get to that's quiet. To many of us, it's our room. Some people, it's a library. Um, some people, it's uh, putting headphones on with music. And I was just trying to see from your point of view if the schools you've been to um, have a safe place to get to kind of thing. Yeah. I would say they have Indiana University. There was a big central library you could go to. Um, I lived in the dorms for a while, um, so you could go back to the dorm. Or I also lived off campus for a while, and you could sort of go back to your apartment and um, find a quiet space there. Um, even at Metro State, um, it's sort of right in the middle of downtown Denver, and it's sort of a hustle and bustle atmosphere, but there's a library, um, which on the second floor, there's a bunch of stacks of books and uh, off to the side chairs where you can study, which is a nice, quiet place. Um, there's a building called the Student Success Building with study rooms you can go to and um, relax. 
Um, there's a brand new quad where you can sort of just sit down and think. Um, so yeah, I think pretty much no matter where you are, even if it's maybe a place like, not that I've ever been there, but a place like NYU or something, uh, right in the middle of New York City where you would think there's no quiet places. <laughs> you, can, you can find a quiet place if you just look a little bit, I'm sure. Because um, colleges especially know that um, students need uh, quiet places to study and think and uh, sort of decompress after um, sort of stressful periods during, during school. Tell me, uh, from your point of view, give me a profile of your dad. Sure. So he was, um, he is a lawyer um, uh, in downtown Denver. He uh, worked for a bunch of different big firms after law school. And then about 15 years ago, he uh, started his own firm called uh, Laufeld and Skog, which he still runs with a couple other people. Um, and he's just been especially early on, he was sort of my chief advocate and he's still very supportive um, uh, with my sort of journey through college with Asperger's. And uh, he, my stepmom, um, my siblings, my mom, they've all been just great. That's great. Now, I've been to your dad's office and the staff there seems to love me. He's got a great office. He's got a good positive vibe there yeah yeah he's he's uh doing well and uh has been great for me for sure when you were growing up um did you have any were you interested in politics then when you were young like when did you get interested in politics you know i wasn't really interested in it until um, until college, um, and, you know, I, I can't really point to anything in particular that, um, sparked an interest. I think just one day I started reading some articles on the New York Times and I just enjoyed it. So I sort of stuck with it and. All right. You must be in heaven with this, uh presidential election <laughs> even or i hell i don't know which heaven or hell even i am ready for this to be over i think our campaigns are just so incredibly long they can cut like nine months off and it would be just fine i think yeah well i'd like to see you go into politics even behind the scenes because we could use good people like you you're a you're a straight shooter I appreciate that. Thank you. Need more of that. Well, Harry Lau, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on this episode of Exploring Different Brains. And I hope, uh, hope we stay in touch. Of course. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. For more information, visit us at differentbrains.com.